Hi, I'm Sonia, new to this country as things were so convoluted back in Crimea. Tonight's Calling All Cole Porters emanates from a negotiating table near The Hague. Angela Merkel's with me now. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Thank you, Sonia. You've done a wonderful job, and we really appreciate it here at the uh, negotiating table. Let's negotiate a new show. We're going to have a few things to say and do here. This first song is by the Mighty Cole Porters, and there's a reason I'm going to play three live Cole Porters tracks on this show. This is a song we recorded live in Sweden. We were there, I think it was May of last year, was it? And we recorded some shows. This is a live version of the immortal John Breeze, Carly Fry composition, the Betsy Trotwood, off of our immortal album, Find the One. And we hope you enjoy it. Take it away, Cole Porters!
Well, let me add my applause. Oh, the Swedes are going crazy. I know Bjorn Borg was there that night. It's very exciting for me being a big tennis fan. This next song is the Cole Porters live in Germany a few years earlier. It's off of a Crosby, Stills, Nash... Yes, there is. True. I, I kid you not. It's off of a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young tribute, which came out in Sweden last year called... Or actually, 2012, called Music is Love. And such luminaries as Cindy Lee Berryhill. Hi, Cindy Lee. Hope San Diego's treating you well. Bo Cephas King. Uh, Neil Cassell, God, we love Neil Cassell. Judy Collins, there's a name for you. Ron LaSalle, Louis Ledford, Mary Lee's Corvette, God, I love that sound. Willie Nile, my dear friend Willie Nile, my dear friend Elliot Murphy, coming in from Paris. Ian McNabb, he's fab, Ian McNabb. Hi, you Liverpudlian, get you. Uh, Jennifer Stills, I believe is Stephen Stills' um, daughter, I think. Anyway, a bunch of wonderful, wonderful bands doing Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young songs, or songs by one of the guys in Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And we did a version of The Fallen Eagle, which is a Stephen Stills song off of the Manassas 2 CD set from 1972. We're going to play it for you now, and after it's over, I'll tell you why I'm playing two live Cole Porter songs to start off this immortal version, or I hope immortal, this immortal edition of Calling All Cole Porters. <laughs> Helicopters flap, chase them round the mountains, chase them to lead us. They say that it's good sporting, shoot them on the wing, above the roar of color. You can hear your rifle sing his death song. It won't be long. Sing to the western rancher, the eagle takes his land. Got a thousand others, he don't give a damn. Get up with the sunrise, everybody gather around. Get up with the first shot, he'll turn to bring you down, down, down. Flash on the ground. Sing to the noble eagle, help us on the way. Our government team of experts is rushing to your aid. I know you're not excited, but eagle is no way. Fly on up to Canada, this country isn't safe anymore. That's for sure. My applause to that. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alle. Whoops, sorry. Uh, that was in Germany, 2005. That's not Carly Fry on fiddle. That was Gemma White on fiddle. And the banjo player, I can't remember who was with us on banjo that evening. It wasn't John Breeze. But the reason I bring these things up is the Cole Porters. Uh, John Breeze on banjo and Carly Fry on the fiddle are going to... Ixnay the band as of May 1st and we need to re replace them with suitable wonderful groovistic candidates Carly's going back from London moving to her native Canada she's going to join the Royal Canadian Mounted Police 
And, no, I made that up. Carly's going back to her native British Columbia to be with friends and family and start a new career there. We wish her all the luck in the world. And John Breeze on banjo is leaving the Cold Porters to play bass in a band with his gal. We wish John Breeze all the luck and good fortune in the world. So we need a uh, bass player. Sorry, we need a banjo picker. You know, the five string, which I would hit if it was within reach. And we need a fiddler. Sometime in uh, May or whenever, May or June, we're going to start the looking now, put out the shingle now, put out the word, calling all cars. I want everybody to know we're looking for a fiddle player and a banjo player in the Cole Porters as Tally Tro on bass, Sid Griffin on the uh, mandolin and Neil Hurd on, thanks Sid, on guitar are still there, but we need two more players. And so banjo and mandolin, do you play either instrument? Do you look good? Dressed up on stage? Do you scrub up well? Do you get along in group situations? Are you personable? Are you outgoing? Do you have a clean driving record? If so, and you play banjo or fiddle, come join the Cole Porters. We'll talk about that later. There's another guy I uh, adore in in music besides the aforementioned CSNY or, or, or whoever. I mean, really adore. And he's recently, you've seen the film clip, many of you, of Tony Rice giving his speech at the uh, Bluegrass Conference, I believe it was in Nashville, where he talks about how he lost his voice and is he trying real hard uh, and thinking about Alison Krauss, who's had throat trouble. He uh, then speaks in his normal speaking voice. Everyone's talked about this. I think I read it about on Richard Williams' blog, the ex-Guardian writer, ex-Melody Maker writer. And Tony Rice, for those of you who don't know, is one of the great bluegrass guitar players of all time, sort of taking the mantle laid, uh, established really by Doc Watson and then Clarence White. In fact, he plays Clarence White, the late Bird's Martin D28. He's got it. And Tony has gone, I mean, he's just taken his music everywhere. He's played with Dave Grisman. He's played with expert Chris Hillman. He's played with Alison Krauss. He's done solo records. He's done jazzy records, space dog records. He's done traditional bluegrass. He's done just about everything. And this is one of Tony's songs. And if I could find somebody that uh, uh, sounded as hot as this, I've had him in the band in a heartbeat. This is Tony Rice from an album on Rounder, uh, 1993. It's a 21-year-old record. I'm good with math, aren't I? And it's called I've Waited As Long As I Can. Waiting no longer I can stand I know you've had time, dear, to make up your mind I've waited as long as I can I've waited to hear you say you love me And long for the day you take my hand I asked again last night for your love so divine I've waited as long as I can Oh, why can't I make you understand? I wanted you for mine, but I wasted my time. I waited as long as I can. I'm waiting to hear you say you love me and long for the day you take my hand. I asked again last night for your love so divine. I waited as long as I can. Oh, 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 oh. 
say goodbye, the tears fall from my eyes For you have made it plain that I can't win No one will ever know the pain that I've been through I've waited as long as I can I'm waiting to hear you say you love me And long for the day you take my hand I asked again last night for your love so divine I've waited as long as I can Tony, I know what you mean. I've been waiting a long time to find... No, I haven't. We've just put out the word for a banjo player and a fiddler in the cold borders. I haven't been waiting that long. We have a few candidates, but nobody firmed up yet. So, ladies and gentlemen, put out the word on that. We need a banjo player and a fiddler in the cold borders. Tony Rice is a great guy. Check out his records. There's one called Tony Rice Guitar. I think it's on Rounder. That's a terrific record as well. But that selection you just heard is called Tony Rice Plays and Sings Bluegrass. That's the name of the album. The song, funny enough, is I've Waited As Long As I Can. One of the phenomenons of my life is I'll hear that something's good and I won't be in the mood or the emotional place or the, uh, I don't know, what do you want to say, the point of life that I can understand it. Um, During the punk era, there were a lot of records. I only wanted to hear things like the Ramones, as so many people did. So I really couldn't get into a lot of other music. There was a wonderful Amy Lou Harris record called Roses in the Snow. I remember when it came out in the record store. And I just sort of didn't want to know because I was so into the Ramones and the Clash and, and bands like that, uh, X, on the L.A. scene. I just didn't want to know. Years later, I heard Emmylou Harris's Roses in the Snow album. And I realized, what a terrific record. And I still love the Ramones. But at the time, I had I had blinders on. I had blinkers on, like a horse that uh, was spooked if its peripheral vision was too good. This is a record that came out in right after the Beatles did their anthology uh, series. So this ca- record came out in 1997. A friend, a dear friend of mine told me it was good. It's called Flaming Pie, the album by Paul McCartney. They said it's a really good McCartney solo album, but I just, I don't know, I just didn't know or didn't care. And then a friend of mine told me, uh, check out the song Calico Skies on it. It's, it's, a, it's an acoustic thing he does, sort of like Blackbird on the White Album. And I checked that out on YouTube. The world's greatest... Uh, well, I won't say it. Copyright infringement. But I said it. And uh, then I checked out um, something uh, called Little Willow, which is also on YouTube. A brilliant, very sad video about uh, children losing their mom. And it turns out the song Little Willow <clears throat> by McCartney on the album Flaming Pie is about the death of Ringo's first wife, uh, Mo Starkey. Uh, Maureen died of uh, cancer around 1996. And of course, by this time, I, I imagine Linda's cancer linda mccartney's cancer was, was documented not as, uh and so mccartney uh, wrote this wonderful song in the way that he wrote hey jude to young jules lennon about the divorce of uh, his father from uh, cynthia mccartney wrote a wonderful song called little willow for the kids of maureen starkey ringo's first wife and uh it's just really touching. I saw the video and it was really touching about how life goes on. You're blessed with a really, really good mother. This is a sad time, but she's gone physically, but she's not gone in spirit. And I'll stop there before I get all sentimental. This is Paul McCartney from his 1997 album, Flaming Pie, singing what I think is a lovely song about sorrow and, and loss called Little Willow. Little Willow 
blow you hot and cold tonight. Life as it happens, nobody warns you. Willow, hold on tight. Nothing's gonna shake your love. Take your love away. No one's out to break your heart. It only seems that way. Sleep, little willow. Peace gonna follow. Time will heal your wounds. Grow to the heavens now and forever. Always came too soon. Gonna shake your love, take your love away. No one's out to break your heart. It only seems that way. Hey, bend, little willow. Wind's gonna blow you. Hard and cold tonight. Life as it happens, nobody wants you. We'll hold on tight. Check out the video. It's on YouTube and other places. Little Willow by McCartney from the Flaming Pie album. Check out the video. And it is heartfelt. It is sentimental. If you if you have a cold stone heart, it, you're just going to say it's sentimental tosh. But it's, it's you know, when someone dies, you know, these are the kind of things that come out of the human heart. And his creativity gave us that song. And I think it's a wonderful video. But there you are. Uh, this next song is from a selection called Lost and Forgotten Jukebox, Tranny, and Turntable Hits. It's on the Rock History label. It's a two-CD set I just got sent out of the blue, I guess because I'm on the Radcliffe and McConey BBC Six Music show every once in a while. Um, I guess they know I don't really write too much rock criticism anymore since I'm ba- basically basically being in the coal porters and raising my son. This is a song in the uh, by the Vipers that was produced by George Martin. And what's I was reading the top-notch unbeatable Mark Lewisian Beatles biography. The first two volumes of, I think it's six, are out now. Uh, two hardback books. They come in a hard cardboard case. They're as big as the Oxford American Dictionary. They are really something. This is two different books in one case, and they take you from the inception, they take you from the Beatles' grandparents, great-grandparents, 
being poor Irish immigrants, hence Lennon, McCartney, Starkey, making the argument the Beatles are the world's greatest Irish band, coming to uh, Liverpool and living in very, very tough conditions for the first you know, 175, 200 years of their existence, and then finally begetting the great John, Ringo, and Paul, and they met George, who has the Anglican, uh, Anglo-Saxon name, of course, formed the Fab Four, and in it, they're talking about all the background and all this stuff, and Mark Lucian's wonderful book, uh, uh, Tune In on the Beatles, check it out, Mark Lewishin, L-E-W-I-S-O-H-N, yeah, that's how you spell it, and it's, and it's just, it's great, and it's really good, and he talks about George Martin's early productions were something so suited to the Beatles. He knew rock and roll, George Martin did. And he also knew things like The Goons, which he'd uh, done The Goons records. And he'd done uh, Beyond the Fringe and so many comedy records. He was perfect for the madcap humor of a guy like John Lennon. Anyway, No Other Baby came out around 1961. And it was um, just a chart entry in the UK. But certainly the Beatles would have known it. And it's a, it's a George Martin production so this is the kind of thing the fab four were up against when they came out but it's a it's like shaking all over or move it it's a legitimate early british attempt at rock and roll it's not a jive one it's not candy ass it's good uh it's got a bit of a buddy holly feel anyway the vipers doing their uh, song which i think is just lovely you got to dig buddy holly to dig it but i dig buddy holly so let's hear the english version of it the vipers doing no other baby Why does my... Oops! It's not a Buddy Holly song. It's the Viper. Well, anyway, I thought it was worth hearing. 
Here's another thing worth hearing. I'm friends. Here's the first name I'm dropping. Well, Sid's dropped the name. I heard it. Al Cooper, the guy who played organ on Like a Rolling Stone, the guy who formed Blood, Sweat, and Tears, the guy who discovered and produced the early classic recordings by Leonard Skinnerd, so on and so forth. Al Cooper, that's Cooper with a K, K-O-O-P-E-R, right? Mike Bloomfield's dear friend, Al Cooper. Uh, so many great records with Bob Dylan. And Al Cooper has a blog now online. You can find it easily. You'd be the only Cooper with a K out there. And he was emailing me about something. And I, I, no, I, emailed, I emailed him about something in his blog. And he knew me from the Longwriters days when he was also writing at Billboard. And he came back and said something, something, something. And he said, I want you to check out the cookies I never dreamed from 1964. And I went on YouTube again, found it. It's a Russ Titleman, Gary Goffin song arranged by Carol King, produced by Titleman and Goffin. And it's 1964. And it's now reissued on a, a CD collection of the cookies called Chains, The Dimension Leaks, 1962-64, because it was on Dimension Records. It's a Brill Building song. If you don't know what I mean by Brill Building, come up to me in the street and ask. And anyway, I just, it's mind boggling. The production is a bit primitive because R&B records in those days were cut really rapidly. But this is 1964. And I just think, what a great record. The Cookies, most of you would know the Cookies because they had two big fat hits in the United States. With three, they had Chains, My Baby's Got Me, Locked Up in Chains, you know, the Beatles thing. Then they did Don't See Nothing Bad About My Baby. Oh no, Don't See Nothing Bad About My Baby. You know that one? If you're my age, you know that one. And they did Foolish Little Girl. Da 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 da. They did that Foolish Little Girl thing. They had the first crack it on Broadway, but they didn't have a hit with it. And anyway, this is uh, The Cookies. Turned, t- uh, Sid Griffin was turned on to him by Al Cooper, as I said. I think this, I listen to this record every every two days and have for about four months now. I never dreamed. If you like the Beatles, if you understand where I was yakking about with McCartney and the Vipers, we can dig this.
perfect cross of straight R&B, you know, street R&B, I should say, street R&B and Phil Spector. Really terrific record. Now, I was listening to that I Never Dreamed by the Cookies, and I got to thinking, most people my age, or maybe most people, period, would say the greatest songwriters of the most important songwriters, the most successful songwriters, the songwriters responsible for the most hits in the post-war era, the rock and roll era, let's say, would be Lennon and McCartney. Now, some of us would say Lieber and Stoller, and some people would wisely, I think, bring up uh, Burt Bacharach and Hal David, and I suppose some people would bring up Tony Hatch. And if you don't know those names, get out of the house more. You really couldn't say someone like Strummer and Jones because they only made five albums. But I mean, the names I've named are people that have cut, or, or excuse me, have written classic song after classic song after classic song, hence my initial reference to Lennon and McCartney. And as I delve more into the history of things and listen to so many records like The Cookies and The Shirelles and The Devells and uh, Chuck Jackson and old R&B things like that and Spencer Wiggins or whomever, I keep seeing this one name that comes back to me and back to me and back to me. And this is even before she peaked as an artist herself. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to have to say the most important, most successful, most talented songwriter of the rock and roll era is Carol King. Now, I can hear a lot of my friends fainting as I say that, but I think it's breathtaking how many great... I know Doc Pomus and, and Mort Schumann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how many great songs does Carol King have to have her name on that have been recorded by rock and roll artists, by pop artists, by uh, certainly by R&B artists like Aretha Franklin at Al to be recognized as arguably the greatest songwriter since the Second World War. And I include Lennon and McCartney and Bob Dylan. I think Carole King is just incredible. Earlier this show, I mentioned the, the great writer, Richard Williams, and his blog. By the way, Richard Williams, and I kid you not, is a fan of the Cole Porters and buys our CDs. He sends me a check for the CDs. And I'm very pleased by that. What a great guy. He could get a free one. He was at Melody Maker back in the day, friends with John Lennon. And he, uh, of course, uh, was the sports writer of the Guardians. Now, pretty much in retirement, but he, he uh, writes the occasional piece. He has a marvelous blog. Anyway, so Richard Williams was writing the other day and he mentioned the great Chuck Jackson and his uh, a song of his called I Need You, not the Kinks song, I Need You, not the song by America who did Horse with No Name called I Need You, a different I Need You from 1963. I didn't know it, so I looked it up. I dug it and I went out and got a copy of the best of Chuck Jackson, 1961, 1967, any day now. And um, sure enough, it's it's on this collection and guess who wrote it jerry goffin and carol king unbelievable it was 1963 it was released on the one label it was a 22 number 22 in the r&b charts number 75 on the pop charts and um i just think it's a brilliant record i need you and i think i thank richard williams the writer from the bottom of my heart for turning me on to it Since the day I lost you, girl I just can't face the world I can't help feeling kinda small Ashamed to say that I need you. I know that I need 
He recorded well into the 80s. He had some pretty big hits in America. I guess a lot of guys and gals would remember I Don't Want to Cry. What do you mean you don't remember it? You would remember I Wake Up Crying? What do you mean you don't remember it? You'd remember any other way? What do you mean you don't remember it? Well, anyway, he's great. Chuck Jackson. And uh, it remind, I was talking about Richard Williams. And I was talking about uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young and the Cole Porters and... Lo and behold, someone slapped on my desk the new David Crosby album. It's called Cross. I had a marvelous, last October, I think I mentioned in a Calling All Cole Porters podcast, I think I mentioned that uh, my sister flew over from Alabama and we went to see CSN at the Royal Albert Hall. And I've seen them twice back in the old days when they were young. And I kind of went to go with my sister because it was on her bucket list. She's not really into pop music anymore. Not so much. Well, a bit. You know, R&B, she's always loved. But she'd sort of left... She got a job. She got a, a straight life and worked hard. She didn't keep collecting records like her silly rock and roll brother. So I went to accompany my sister and have a great night. And they were very, very good. I was astonished that Crosby and Nash could still sing that well. And uh, I was thinking about them when I did pulled out that Swedish tribute record. The Cole Porters did The Fallen Angel on it. And I was thinking about the new David Crosby album and how he's really best. This, people think his jazzy oddball stuff is best. I find Crosby most palatable, most enjoyable when he's doing an acoustic thing. Then he can really pull some heartstrings. Uh, I've only heard this a couple of times. It's from the new album, Cross, as I said. This is David Crosby, twice member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is two more than I've been in, doing his song Holding On to Nothing. And the trumpet is, of course, Wynton Marsalis. After holding on to nothing quite a while A glance to see what waited there A shadow leaning easy by a window 
A scent of something recent in the air Nothing runs faster than time at night But time slows down every day All of those hours with nothing to do Holding nothing again today And sunny days can fool you They can look wet with rain Words from a friend can bring back the pain. Memories come back on their own, and birds fly south. Pictures are drawn, pencil sketches at dawn, and wishes that I too could fly. I see a smile at me, but today I'm somebody new. Not really knowing, just coming and going, a stranger just passing through. We're hearing some great singers. Great voice. No matter what, he's got a great voice. Same haircut for over 40 years. You've got to love that. Same haircut mustache for over 40 years. Is that consistency or what? Okay, we're talking about great singers. I was uh, recently on the BBC talking about, recently being maybe, God, a month ago now, talking about Here Comes the Nice. It's a box set of the immediate work by the Small Faces, not their most recent work, folks. They're, They're long gone. Immediate was a record label run by uh, Andrew Lou Goldham, the, the first manager of the Rolling Stones. And when the Small Faces were on that label, they did the Ogden's Nut Brown Flake fabulous 
record and many other fine things. And there's a four CD set out now called uh, Here Come the Nice, The Small Faces Immediate Years. It's really good. And from disc three of that set, and it's a it's an it's an expensive set. There's a lot of things in it. I think it retails for something like two hundred quid if you get it the all singing all dancing set because there's posters and a book and and uh, a, a t-shirt and a free condom and some Alka Seltzer and a ticket to the movies. There's everything in there. It's incredible. Anyway, this is a, another great singer. This is Steve Marriott of the Small Faces, as, as we know, singing along with my personal friend. Let's drop that name. There it is, Ronnie Lane, and Ian McLagan, another buddy of mine who's still with us, thank God, dropped a third name, and Kenny Jones, who I've never met. But anyway, this is called, uh, this is their version of I Can't Make It. It's a stripped-down mix acoustic. They haven't overdubbed anything on it yet, but it's really worth hearing. It represents the box set really, really well, and I didn't want to play just another Small Faces big hit like Lazy Sunday or Ichiku Park. This is uh, the prototype of I Can't Make It, and dig what Steve Marriott can do with his voice. You're not near me. Never mind, dear. As well, didn't I? See, tell me the good. I know how you're feeling. I felt that way too. So don't get hung up, cause it's healing. And I'm gonna help you through it all. Listen, baby, I can make it if you can. And I can take it if you can. That your heart's strong And I know that you'll hold on I can't make it without you I can't make it without you So open up your mind As well as your heart I can't go on Knowing you're not near me No, 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 no I know that I can love you Cause you kiss me with your eyes But if you ain't got the strength To make it with me Then I can't sympathize Now listen baby I can make it if you can I can take it if you can Without you, I can't make it without you. You know it's true, girl. You know it's true, girl. I can't make it without you. Get yourself together and under control. And take me before my desire gets old. Yeah, help, 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 mama. If that sounds a bit primitive, it is the stripped-down mix, and that's what it says on this Small Faces box set. It's listed as stripped-down mix. Small Faces box set on immediate. It's not 
an inexpensive box set, but you get everything with it, but the kitchen sink and the keys to Ronnie Lane's old car. Anyway, moving along from another one great singer to another great singer, let's take it down to, oh, what we say, February 19th, 1958, when the great Billie Holiday was towards the end of her, end of her days on earth. And uh, she was in the studio produced by Ray Ellis for the uh, immortal, and I've used that word glibly a lot of times, but this is a record that'll last forever, Lady in Satin, a fantastic record that Ray Ellis and so many others back in the day didn't really uh, think was that great because um, her voice, it wasn't what it was. She was, uh, you know, beaten and battered by life. The Billie Holiday story is too long to encapsulate here, but she'd had a tough life. And uh, so when she sang, this is a woman who, was, as, as I've said, was applauded when she'd in her sessions, the, the jazz musicians and the orchestra, orchestra musicians of the day loved her so much. Thought, it, thought she was just as much a musician as any of them. And so she comes in, New York City, Ray Ellis, February 18th, 1958. Uh, I want you to check out Mel, da- Mel Davis's solo trumpet. It's pretty amazing. And she does the great song, You Don't Know What Love Is. And it's one of about eight great songs out of, say, 12 on this album, Lady in Satin. Now, it's got strings. It's a little lush for some of you rock and rollers out there. But Steve Marriott loved Billie Holiday. And so do I, and so should you. Love is. 
Till you faced each dawn with sleepless eyes You don't know what love is What love is Oh man you give somebody a lyric like you don't know what love is and it's pretty good at anyone's arsenal it's pretty good with anybody anyone's canon anyone's taste anyone's palette it's pretty easy to paint with a title like that but when you've had the life that billy holiday is and when you have the instrumental chops that lady day had you've really got something going you don't know what love is 1958 billy holiday this is one i think i've played before on calling all coal porters Oh, by the way, I'll give you the uh, contact for if you're a fiddler or banjo player in a little while and want to be in the band. But this is one thing I've played before in Calling All Cole Porters. Bob Gaudio is the guy behind the Four Seasons. Jake Holmes did a lot of famous commercials in the United States. All that sort of, you know, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, which is first a soda pop ad. And uh, they had responsible for a lot of successful things. In fact, Jake Holmes is responsible for... I've been dazed and confused for so many years that Led Zeppelin did. It was originally called I'm Confused when the Yardbirds did it. And then Led Zeppelin did their version as Dazed and Confused. I wonder if Jake Holmes ever got paid. Anyway, it's his tune. So around 1970, they grabbed Sinatra, who was ending... And he's about to go into his first uh, hiatus. I think he retired, what, 72 at the Garden? And uh, Madison Square Garden, I mean. And just a couple of years before that, he was still popular. And they put out an album, a concept album called Watertown. And it was a flop. The album before it by Sinatra was a big hit. And the album after it by, after this album was a big hit. But Watertown was a, was a flop. And I've got a CD of Watertown. And I don't see how the Bob Gaudio, Jake Holmes songs missed. Produced by Bob, who was the uh, Four Seasons guy, as I said. I don't see how they missed. It's just a brilliant concept record watertown it's just one man's relationship with with his woman she's they're in the suburbs of say a place like connecticut and one day she leaves him and this song the second song on the album written by gaudio and holmes is called goodbye brackets she quietly says in brackets and i do think i've played it before but talk about a heartbreak heartbreak song and you need somebody like billy holiday or sinatra to do it justice There is no great big ending No sunset in the sky There is no string ensemble And she doesn't even cry And just as I begin to say That we should make another try She reaches out across the table, looks at me and quietly says goodbye. There is no big explosion, no tempest in the tea. 
The world does not stop turning round There's no big tragedy Sitting in a coffee shop With cheesecake and some apple pie She reaches out across the table Looks at me and quietly says Goodbye Goodbye Said so easily Goodbye Said so quietly Goodbye 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 Just to Always strangers avoid each other's eyes One still make believing One still telling lies She tells me that I'm not to blame But when I ask the reason why she reaches out across the table, looks at me and quietly says goodbye, goodbye, said so easily, goodbye, said so quietly, goodbye, goodbye. Unbelievable, isn't it? The heartache, the pathos. You can get away with that if you're Billy Holiday or Frank Sinatra. I thought early Rod Stewart had it during the Gasoline Alley days, but he kind of threw it all away, as Bob Dylan said, when he did all that, uh, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy. Here's another song that's almost the same title as that Sinatra classic. It's by a young man who uh, has left his mark on music, maybe not as much as uh, Frank Sinatra. In fact, now that I think about it, he's my age, so he's not a young man anymore. But he's someone I've uh, worked with before and hope to work with again. Peter Rowan's on this track, now that I look down at it. My buddy Norman Blake plays Dobro. This is Steve Earle from 1995 on that Train of Coming record, his first record when he got out of the slammer. And this is Steve Earle doing a Steve Earle classic called Goodbye. I wish Sinatra would have cut this. Sure I made you cry 
didn't say goodbye, you left the house a mess, and you didn't help pay your share of the phone bill. (sighs) Some boyfriend you were. Anyway, that's Steve Earle. 
train had come in 1995. I remember I went to his first get Mojo. It was out writing for Q magazine then. I was flown out from London to Nashville to go see Steve Earle's first post-jail gig out by that dam east of Tennessee, west of Mount Ju- east of Nashville, Tennessee, west of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, called Perry Dam or something like that. They call it the Redneck Riviera, the uh, the backed up water where all the uh, Bubba's and Billy Bob's summer. And he did a gig out there, and it was his first one after getting out of jail. And he was really good. It was really, really something to see, Steve. He was a little out of practice, I suppose, but he was quite good. Right, we're going to wind this one up. This is the last song of the night. As I said, the Cole Porters need a fiddle and a banjo. If you play either fiddle or banjo or both, and you'd like to be in one of the UK's tip-top uh, alt-country, alt-bluegrass, groovy, indie, forward-slash-acoustic acts, please let us know. How do you get in touch? Well, you can find me on Twitter at SidCPSGriffin. And easiest thing to do is email. How do you email, Sid? Well, you go to mail, M-A-I-L, at SidGriffin.com. That's mail at S-I-D-G-R-I-F-F-I-N dot C-O-M. Mail at SidGriffin.com. We'd love to hear from you. And... um this is the Cole Porters, a third and final live track of the evening. And no, I won't make a habit of just playing so many Cole Porters things. This is the Cole Porters doing our arrangement of Heroes, the David Bowie classic that we put on Find the One. But this is a live version we did for radio in Sweden when we were over there about eight or no, about 10 months ago. How long has it been? About 10 months ago now. So here is uh, Carly Fry, the fiddler, who's so sad to say is leaving us. Uh, John Breeze on banjo, who's going to leave us as well, come May 1st, like Carly, for a new band. Carly's going back to Canada. Neil Hurd doing the vocal and playing guitar, singing along with Carly. Myself on a very nervous mandolin. And the ever-steady, ever-ready Tally Tro on Doghouse Bass and doing some backing vocals with yours truly. This is Heroes by Bowie, and this is the third example of what the Cold Porters sound like live.
I can remember I remember Standing By the wall By the wall And the guns Shot above our heads Over our heads And we kissed Like nothing before Nothing before And the shame Was on the other side by David Bowie is done by done live on the radio. I said it was Sweden. That's wrong. My sources now, my notes say it was Toronto at Folk Alliance. We did that one live. Sorry, it wasn't Sweden at all, although the earlier track was. Three songs by the Cole Porters. Mail at SidGriffin.com should you want to join the band. Kevin Stokes is my en- was my engineer tonight from the wonderful band Souther Still. That's Souther, like John David Souther. Still, S-T-I-L-L. Souther Still is the band. Kevin Stokes is the engineer. Sonia, as ever, Sex on Two Legs, that woman, I tell you what, the UN are lucky to have her. We're very grateful to have done this uh, podcast and have such a wonderful audience listening to us. We had the most people ever listen to a podcast, last podcast around, and I'm trying to do them every other month, but just there just aren't enough hours in the day, folks. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Where's my end music? Where did that go? Ah, there it is. Remember, I forgot to play, I didn't have time to play, Hangtown Dance Hall. That's the new album by Eric Brace and Carl Straub, Hangtown Dance Hall. And I didn't have time to play Burnt Offerings, the new LP from Trent Miller. Both very, very good, very groovy. Hope to have time next time. God bless.